Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Undecided Podcast. I'm Logan. And I'm Natalie. And this is our very first interview episode. Now, we have a very special guest. We are in New York City, sitting with the glamorous, famous, the one, the the only, only Taylor Hill, my sister. (laughs) Woohoo! Welcome to the pod, Taylor. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited. Now, this is Taylor's second podcast interview. Yes. And we have some following up to do because the first one was with Kate Hudson. So don't be nervous. Big shoes to fill. Don't be nervous, Natalie. Well, I was nervous when I did Kate Hudson's (laughs) podcast. So you're not nervous right now? You're not nervous nervous right now. (laughs) I'm probably going to do much better on on this podcast than I did on hers because I was very nervous. You mean we we don't intimidate you? We're not intimidating at all. I I mean, Natalie intimidates me a little bit because she has amazing hair and and an amazing voice she won't she won't take that compliment i think i'm gonna cry (laughs) now if you guys hear some growling in the background that is taylor's son tate telling us not my actual baby don't get it for a baby it's a dog not a not a child and he's mad at us right now he's very (laughs) mad at us it's a dog child tell us what you want to say oh second the microphone's in his face he shuts up real quick can you say hello can you say i love you So Taylor, first introduce yourselves if there's anyone who may not know who you are and what you do and what what you're all about. Um, Okay, my name is Taylor Hill. I am a fashion model, a Victoria's Secret angel, and I have a Lancome beauty contract. I also am the face of Ralph Lauren Romance and Carolina Herrera 212. I, I also do runway and print campaigns and all that stuff. You do it all. Yeah. Super model. All the things. So I think our first question for you is tell us a little bit about how you were scouted and how you got started, where it all began. So it kind of started when I was scouted by a photographer in Colorado, close to where we all grew up. He w- came up to my mom and I and was like, why is this girl not in Paris, New York, all these places? And my mom's like, what? What are you talking about? Her? And also, <laughs> I'm like, me? I'm so ugly. What do you mean? <laughs> and, you know, we were kind of a little sketched out because he was a bit of an eccentric dude, definitely a photographer, an artistic type. And my mom was like, I I don't trust you. So we took his business card, looked him up and was like, oh, he actually is a pretty decent photographer. He does some work. And he uh, sent me a bunch of agency castings. And I went to New York and I signed with IMG. I was with a couple of other agencies as well before IMG was global. And then... Once they kind of had offices all over the world, I just eventually ended up with them um, worldwide because it was a lot easier. And then from there, I just kind of started 
going, I guess. I mean, that now, was definitely... for someone who knows absolutely nothing about modeling, how do you join an agency? Well, for me, I mean, it worked because I was scouted. He was the one that reached out and made the appointment uh. for me. So I met with somebody from the scouting division of IMG and you go in and they meet you. They look at you in person uh, since the person that scouted me was a photographer they took photos of me so yeah. i had a little bit of a portfolio already so i came in with the few photos i had taken of me and they went through my portfolio they took what's called digitals which is like just a digital camera and they just take polaroids of you with like no makeup on your hair undone mm-hmm. and then they're like okay we'll get back to you or they offer you a contract on the spot which is what they did to me the mm-hmm. scouting agent at img was like uh, we'll sign you today so here's our oh, contract wow. look over it and let us know we met with 11 different agencies and all these different people but my favorite person that I met with was the person from IMG uh-huh. and I felt the most connection there and I also had done my own research and I knew that Giselle Bunchen was with IMG so and like, I wanted to be like her yeah. because I mean I didn't know anything about modeling but I was like she's the highest paid model in the world she's a Victoria's Secret model and she's at IMG so they're a really good agency yeah so because I liked them the most and I knew that this model was there then I was like oh I want to be there so I actually don't think I know the answer to this but what made you want to model we weren't really super into magazines and stuff because you were with a modeling agency in Denver mm-hmm. to start. Yeah. A very small one. Yeah, in the very, very beginning. But I don't remember how mom got you there. Did you tell her, mom, I think I want to model? No, I didn't. It, it was because the girl that I used to babysit for was like, I used to work at a modeling agency and Taylor is tall. You should have her go see them. Mm-hmm. So I went in and with mom, not really knowing what that meant. Right. Just because she was she was a receptionist or something. And she was like, the girls that come in there are nothing compared to Taylor. Like, why is she babysitting for my kids? But, you know, I, I was I was like, what? What does that even mean? Like, absolutely not. So you weren't like looking at, oh, I was looking at the pages of Vogue magazine, oh seeing all these models and no. thinking to myself, I want to be them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, no. I was. Which. I think it's interesting because a lot of models, they have that story. Like, I always wanted to be one. And I knew if I could just get to New York and make it, like, my dreams would come true. But I think for you, it, it just literally fell into your lap. Like it did. You, didn't, you didn't necessarily chase it in the beginning. No. I absolutely did, did not think that it would ever come to anything more than just whatever the tiny agency in Denver for, like, three seconds that I was mm-hmm. with. You know? And... and, and I didn't even really necessarily want to do that. The extent of modeling that I knew was America's Next Top Model, yeah. which I liked that show, but I just didn't ever see myself doing that. And when I saw it, I didn't think, oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I saw it and was like, I could never do that. <laughs> oh, my God. I could never do that. Wow. I couldn't even speak in full sentences. I didn't say a single word until I was two years old. I was extremely shy. I was like, I cannot be like that. Uh-huh. I think that would surprise a lot of people because yes. you would think that, oh my gosh, she must have known she was beautiful all along. Mm-hmm. But oh God, I don't know. I, I was so ugly. Necessarily. But you weren't, though. I think I you, was very ugly. I went I through mean, that. Come on. Come on. 
fifth grade to seventh grade, I was not I mean, the prettiest peach in the patch. <laughs> most people are not. That's Those not aren't their the shining years. years. <laughs> yeah. But compared to uh, like, yeah, but I was, <laughs> like, I was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've seen photos of me when I was 12. I would I like to not... see those photos, though, because that would be funny. That's why I had to develop a personality because I was ugly. <laughs> also, guys, if you go on the Undecided Podcast Instagram, we'll post some of those photos so you can we'll really show. see the difference. I'd love to see them. Although there isn't much of one. <laughs> Just from Taylor's point of view, there is. A lot of boys in my school's point of view would also <laughs> say that I was very so ugly. So we should actually talk about that. So we are from a town called Arvada, Colorado, right outside of Denver. Talk a little bit about how you were still in high school when all this went down. How old were you? 15? Well, 16? I was 14 when I got scouted. So, And then within that time frame, how quickly after being scouted were you signed? Mm-hmm. Probably... I want to say close to four months. Then how long after that were you like, okay, I'm leaving school and I'm doing this thing. A year. Okay. So it happens fast. It was fast. Yeah. And when you told your friends, were they like, oh my God, that's so cool. Or were they kind of like, what? What are you doing? Where are you going? Huh? Well, I didn't have a lot of friends in school. I had maybe like two or three. And they were my really close friends. Like we were really good friends. Mm -hmm. So... You know, when I told them, they were, they didn't really understand what that meant. And honestly, neither did I. And I didn't know what would happen. But they were really nice about it. They Mm -hmm. were like, oh, of course, you're going to be a model. You're so tall. And (laughs) you're going to, you know, be amazing. You're going to do so well. But there was only like two or three people in the school who even knew who I was because I was just very shy. How were you in high school? I did not have a lot of friends. I was extremely shy I did not like school at all I did not like being there I didn't like anything about school I hated every aspect of the social aspect the academic aspect I was not a school person at all did not thrive in in any form of it not even elementary school none of it none of it at all hated it which I think people would be surprised about because you're very outgoing now but back then yeah you were very quiet very shy You'd have to like really get it out of you to like say a sentence unless you were around people you were super comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, even w- until I was 13 years old, I had to have mom order s- for me at a restaurant because I couldn't look at the waiter and be like, I want the spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> I absolutely could not do that. I'd be like, mom, can you tell that I want Oh that? <laughs> my gosh. I can relate. I was really, really shy too as a kid. And so any type of social thing was absolutely painful but and here is this and 15 year old getting thrust into an adult I know, world i can't even imagine i cannot even imagine but and it was honestly easier for mm. me than high school because i am actually to this day still very uncomfortable around teenagers like i really don't like teenagers <laughs> i feel like people your own age <laughs> i get post-traumatic really stress <laughs> oh my god you're 16 i i'm very fearful I'm like, of you like, oh my god i'm scared of you no <laughs> i i just i was i just went from high school to adulthood real quick mm-hmm. and just i loved it yeah. i i was really shy on sets of course in the beginning like i didn't say much but 
the transition from going to school into modeling was super easy. And the second I started doing it and, and started doing it professionally and getting paid for it and traveling and being on sets for like Forever 21 and H&M and all the things I did when I was a teenager, that's when I knew this is what I'm supposed to do because I, it just clicked for me. And was there a specific moment you were on set or something and something just hit you and you were like, I've made it. I I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, it was when I was 15. I was in London with mom. I lived w- there for just over a month. And that was the first year I had to pay taxes. Mm. So I was 15 years old and made enough money that I had to pay taxes. <laughs> and oh, wow. for me, that's when I was... And mom sat me down and she was like, this is how much money you're making. We have to start saving to pay for taxes. So I was like, uh, what? I'm only 15. And she was like, they don't care. And you heard the number and you were like, oh, I I have a job. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm making a living. I have to pay taxes at 15 years old. So what was your first paying job and how much did you make? My first paying job was for an online shopping uh, LA brand called Planet Blue. And they paid me $350 or something for the wow. day, but in a gift card to the store. Oh, my Isn't that gosh. funny? <laughs> <laughs> and if you go in there, I don't know if any of you listeners oh, out there have so ever expensive. shopped at Shop Planet You've Blue. heard of it. Oh, yes, because I love their dresses. And I go on there, I see the price, and I'm like, eh, it's like It's like $300 for one thing. Insane. They're like, so we're going to pay you in one dress. Literally. <laughs> and I was like 14 years old, and I was like, oh, dope, like a gift card. Free yes. clothes, bring it on. And so my mom and I go into the store, and we're looking at the price tags on things, and I have this little <laughs> gift card. And it's like $1,000 for this one pair of shoes that I really like. I'm like, oh, my God. They ripped me off. <laughs> I got gypped. I got, I got mad gypped. And I had to do like 180 outfit changes. I'm not even kidding. Oh the rack of clothes that I had to, and I had no idea what I was doing either. So I had to come up with 180 different poses times yeah. eight because you had to take so many pictures for each outfit, front, back, side. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Wow. How do you like prepare for those kind of shoes? Did you practice at all or you just kind of winged it? I was winging it from Mm -hmm. day one. I was just like, I guess I'm just going to make it up as I go. But also because I was so young and every time I got onto sets and I was in hair and makeup and they would talk to me, how old are you? Where are you from? I'd be like, I'm 14. (laughs) And they were like, oh, Oh. no. (laughs) You're an infant. Let's oh, save wow. you. And they were, everybody was always so nice. To me. Now they're just like, oh, you're 24. Uh, old lady. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> get in there. Do your thing. You better be professional. And, but when I was a teenager, I was so spoiled because I was so little that everybody was like, oh my God, she's a baby. And then the photographer would start asking me questions as we started working. And they'd be like, so how old are you? And I'm like, 
14 and they're like oh so you have no idea what you're doing here it was very obvious so they would be really kind to me and help me like maybe put your hip out put your hand on your hip and put your chin down okay chin up and you know really direct me because otherwise I had no idea what I was doing and now are all those poses just like second nature like oh yeah camera's out you're just boom 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 boom, yeah 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 now I absolutely it's like it's like dancing you know you just kind of learn it and you know what you're doing after a while and you just kind of make stuff up and so you get better with time obviously are there any like photos you can remember looking at yourself and being like wow I'm I'm pretty good at this like I actually kind of know what I'm doing yeah for sure I mean for me it was definitely once I started doing more editorial and I specifically remember one and I feel like it was for like glamour paris like a french magazine they were putting wigs on me and all these like crazy outfits and crazy makeup and i saw those photos and i was probably 17 at that time and when i saw those come out i was like oh wow i'm actually getting much better at this like these Mm. are actually really cool photos and i was like oh my gosh that's me who is that you know so it's definitely there's been moments where i was like oh i I feel like i'm learning or i know what i'm doing now Kind of. Now, are there any photos out there, old or new, that you look at and you just cringe because you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Not a good what angle. What was I doing? <laughs> oh, I mean, only the very beginning ones. Yeah. You know, like when I was a kid and I look at them and I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I used to shoot for Kohl's. And I was like 14 years old when I was shooting for Kohl's and it's like a lot of jumping around and smiling Mm -hmm. and catalog. I'm so happy for no reason. I look at those photos and I see the smile on my face and it's like dead in the eye. That was a fake one. Smile. It's like the world's fakest smile. (laughs) I was like, oh God. I look at those and I'm like, oh, oh no. And in modeling... You're constantly having to look at yourself all the time. Do you think that affected you in a good way or a bad way? Like in the beginning, would you kind of pick yourself apart? I think for me in the beginning, I thought it was cool Mm -hmm. because it was just, I was so insecure and I always thought I was so ugly and to see myself in it in that way photographed professionally and in amazing outfits and designer clothing and I would wear outfits worth more than my entire life and be paid to do it and and then every time the image came out I was like oh my I literally cannot believe that's me I can't believe that's me Mm -hmm. so in a weird way when I was younger I feel like it was great for my self-esteem and for my confidence because I was like, I'm not ugly. Look mm-hmm. at that. Like, I can't yeah. believe that's me. And then I would get like beautiful makeup done. And, you know, I remember Charlotte Tilbury did my makeup for the first time. And I was like, oh, who's that? Like, I really felt like a young woman for the very first time. And I was like, oh, I'm actually beautiful, which mm-hmm. was amazing because the first time I think for a woman to to look at yourself and, and, and recognize, oh, my God, I am beautiful is so special and and, and very important Uh, no matter what people say to admit to yourself that you think you're beautiful is Mm -hmm. not a vain thing at all it's very important I think for every woman to appreciate themselves definitely when I was younger seeing photos of myself like that really helped with accepting that and being like I actually am beautiful Mm -hmm. and I deserve to be treated so I think that's great. I think it is not vain, especially nowadays with social media. Everyone's like, 
oh, you're posting to me photos of yourself. You're obsessed with yourself. But it's okay to think, well, that's a good picture of me. I kind of like the way I look. I'm going to post that because I feel confident and I like the way I look. I feel pretty. No, I think it's an amazing thing because, I mean... I don't know. I personally feel like women are conditioned to feel bad about ourselves mm-hmm. all the time or not good enough or strive to be something else. Even when you're six feet tall and 125 pounds, like yours truly, like I felt like that wasn't good enough. Right. Because I wasn't curvy. I didn't have, you know, boobs. I honestly still don't. I'm waiting for the day. <laughs> when will I ever go through puberty? I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like little things like that. The grass is always greener. You know right. what I mean? So I, I feel like to, to just as a woman, no matter what you look like or type, body type build, like even tall, thin girls strive to be something else. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be that because being really tall makes you feel masculine because you're taller than all the boys mm-hmm. there's always something so i just feel like you know accepting yourself and if you see a, a beautiful photo of yourself or you have a good hair day just tell yourself be like damn i look good mm-hmm. you know like i, I am so time. beautiful yeah. is not a bad sentence Mm-mm. to say out loud at yeah. all like you know in the in the movie mean girls you know what Lindsay lohan should have said when rachel mcadams asked her oh so you think you're pretty she should have said yes i do think i'm pretty <laughs> and it's sad that even the negative connotation of thinking that you're pretty is like oh so you're full of yourself yeah and i don't think it necessarily always means you're full of yourself you no. just have some confidence and yeah. you're rocking it and that's totally cool yeah, when you have confidence, people don't mess with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, are, is there any campaign or shoot or single photo that is your absolute favorite above all the rest? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I would say my favorite experiences would probably be like my early days at Victoria's Secret. As I started growing as a model, you obviously learn the industry. And I learned that if you're going to make it, you need to be a Victoria's Secret model. Right. Because that was the end-all, be-all. All of the supermodels were Victoria's Secret models. You had Tyra Banks, Giselle Bunchen, Heidi Klum, Candace Swanepoel, Bahati Prinsloo. I could go on and on and on and on about all the models I just wanted to be like because that's what it was to be a supermodel. I was like, I'm going to be that. And I was 15 and I was like, I'm going to be a Victoria's Secret angel one day. And all my agents were like, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're 12. Go you home. did it. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to. And, and then on my 18th birthday, I was like, so when's the Victoria's Secret fashion show casting? <laughs> and my agent's like, You're 18. Cool it. I'm like, no, I'm going to go. And, there, and he was like, okay, whatever. Fine. They like puts me up to go audition for the Victoria's Secret fashion show and I'm 18 and I walk in like, what's up? How's it going? I didn't even care. I was just, I'm, I may or may not get this, but I'm going to try anyway. Like, this is how you do it. And what was that day like? I I wasn't nervous, really. I mean, I was, but I wasn't. I was too young, I feel Mm -hmm. like, to to comprehend what was happening. Also, the casting is like a two, three-day process. And also have to do a pre-casting. And I know the, the, the casting director from that does the show because I've been doing shows three years before I auditioned for the VS Fashion Show. 
and I already knew him really well. So I go into the pre-casting and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And he was like, oh, Taylor, how are you? Can you even be here? And I'm like, I'm 18 now. And he was like, oh, my God, you are? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, no. It's been that long already? I'm like, sure has, sir. He's like, all right, I guess you can move on. So then I went to the act, the main casting, which is in front of, you know, everyone at VS. Like four or five people are and in the room. Ha- what do they have you do? You just, you change into a bathing suit and, you know, you're in the heels that you bring and you just walk up and down and they ask you to smile and, you know, you do a little twirl or something. It, it's more energetic and fun than like, you know, regular runway. And I was really nervous and, but I'm, I just, I'm such a weirdo that I just kind of went in there and was like, <laughs> so what's your name I was like and I was just like hi everyone my name is Taylor and I was so energetic so I was like Mm. 18 and like I can do this no fear I had no fear and there was also no other girls waiting because I I had to go to LA interesting so I was the first person there they just they had started casting at like 10 a.m they start the casting and I went on the first day of the main casting and I got there at 9 30 half an hour early because I had had to go straight to the airport after the casting so I go in there and there was only one other model there and it was me and her and I was there first, so I went in first, and I was the first person they saw that day, and then I left, and and that was it. Like, and then when did you hear back from them? I they called my agent while I was on the plane from New oh York to God. LA, and I landed in LA, and I had four missed calls from him, and I was like, oh no, I bombed it. <laughs> I went in there and I was cussing way too much, probably because people don't call you like that many times unless they're angry with you. In mm-hmm. my in my um, uh, experience, people. <laughs> unless they're mad at me they don't call me like that and so i call him i was like oh my god what's wrong he's like what's wrong like you just booked the victoria's secret fashion show i was like shut up no i did it the real one he's like no the fake one oh wow he was like yeah they literally called me as soon as you left and i was like well i was on the plane what do you something that you said as you were telling the story is you said i don't even care if i get it i'm just gonna do it which I think is such a huge, like if you take anything away Mm -hmm. from this episode, let it be that. Just do it. When you put too much pressure on yourself, you psych yourself out and then you're just never going to be yourself. And if you just kind of be like, fuck it. If I get it, great. If I don't, whatever. Yep. And you take that pressure off yourself. I think that's probably why you got it because you were truly just you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was too young to know what that, what. If you went in now, you probably would not act the same. No, exactly. Because I would have had too much experience Mm -hmm. and think I have to act a certain way to get it. Like, no, they just want to see you. And that's why, and to this day, like the, the main head of Victoria's Secret says to me, even to this day, like the reason I booked you was because you were so unapologetically yourself in a way I had never seen before. I was like, who is this girl? Who are you? Because <laughs> it just came in and I was like, what's up? Like, it's me. Yeah. You know, just like, I don't really don't care if I get this or not, but I'm just going to be myself. Like, because people told me that I couldn't from day right. one because I was so young. Mm-hmm. Oh, people don't get it on their first try. Oh, you know, don't get your hopes up. And I'm like, ah, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I'm yeah. going to try it. Like, who cares? What if? What, yeah. if? what if, though? So I did, and then and the next thing I knew, boom, there it was. I got it. And what was that like? What was the show like? Because yes. you're backstage. Like, I remember in college, I would watch the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show with my friends. Oh my We'd gosh. watch it on TV that night, 
be like so excited to see all the outfits and the glamour and the hair Ugh. and the shoes like and then suddenly that's you you're <laughs> you're backstage looking at candace swinepole like what mm-hmm. was it like honestly because i was such an infant i had the best time ever really? i was literally i i i couldn't even believe i was there i loved doing it it was so much fun because uh, my first Victoria's Secret fashion show was Ed Sheeran, Hosier. Mm. I don't know oh if I'm gosh. saying that right. So I was 18 years old and met Ed Sheeran, Hosier, oh. Ariana Grande, and Taylor Swift all on the same night. I was literally having a meltdown backstage. And also on top of that, I met like all of my icons, like all the yeah. women I looked up to. Adriana Lima, Alessandra Ambrosio. I was just like, oh my God, I can't even believe I'm looking at Adriana Lima. She was wearing the fantasy bra my first year. And I was oh like, my oh, my God. God, can I touch it? And she was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, can I touch it? <laughs> so I was 18 years old and touched Adriana Lima's fantasy bra. Oh. I was like, what's happening? And were there oh any gosh. people that you, like, really connected with? You probably made, like, instant friends. Because it's yes. such a weird experience for you all to be having together. My best friend to, to date is Romy Stride. So she was her first show ever was my first show ever and we're basically the same age she's like six months older than me and I actually did a photo shoot with her before I was allowed to announce that I was walking the VS fashion show and Romy was also had booked the VS fashion show and we did a shoot together for Express we were on set we we it was like you know six months to the show and we worked together for three days in a row and on the last day I'd maybe like told the hairdresser or something and he was like and I was eating a burger at lunch he was like you're gonna eat that and you're walking the vs show and I was like shh I'm not supposed to say and then Romy looks at me and she was like you're walking the vs show I was like fuck and she was like I am too and I was like oh, oh. I was like yeah I am and she was like oh yay like oh, I'm gonna know someone I'm like hey, look out for me I'm like so do you live in New York? She was like, yeah. And she like lives across the street from me. So we would like hang out and, you know, and then we did the VS show together and then we just, we were backstage. So I was like, oh, you're the only person I know that's here. <laughs> and then, you know, we both became angels at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just went through everything together. We were like the same age and always kind of like, you know, doing stuff and going through the kind of the same things and fast friends. Yeah. And I think that's something you're really good at is being like in the moment and appreciating it. Because personally, if I would have been backstage at the VS show, I would have locked myself in a corner, been scared to death, throwing up in the bathroom, like too scared to talk to anyone. And the fact that you were just like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, let's all be friends. Yeah, because one of my questions about the fashion show is backstage. Is it chaos and stress or is it like... We're all, we love each other. Fun and party. Because I'm thinking it's just pure nervousness <laughs> and stress. Everyone's huddled in the corner. And everyone like, is just freaking out. But I feel like it's maybe it's not like that. It's not. I mean, from my point of view, it's mm-hmm. not. To each their own. Because I'm sure there are girls that are just so nervous. Like, so scared to be there. Like, that would be me. Terrified to be there. But because I started so young, and then by the time I was... 20 I had done four shows you know I was just I it was just something I did every year so it was always fun for me because I was 18 when I did my first one ever 
I had just turned 18. So I was like, I can't even believe I'm here right now. <laughs> and then it was like, I was 19. And I was like, I've done this before. And then I was 20. And I was like, I've done this before many times. Yeah. So, you know, like the more you do it, the more you get used to it. But then because I was so young while I was doing it, I was just having the best time ever. Now, is that your favorite event every year or what is your favorite? Yeah, for me, that was always the thing I looked forward to the most. And mm-hmm. then obviously, like the older I got and, and like the more known I became, then the more pressure mm-hmm. that I, you know, put on myself to like, you know, be in shape right. and look my best. And But I actually never hated the process because prior to modeling, I did gymnastics for like, 10 years so I was already extremely active and very used to fitness and I love Mm -hmm. working out so I would work out with a trainer every year for like two or three years I did it with her where I was like on a um pretty strict fitness and diet regime to like train for the show but every year when that came around it was like time to hone in focus work for this like do this because then you do it and then the party is after and Mm -hmm. the celebration Mm -hmm. after is so much fun and that's what you look forward to and that's why you do it because you're just like Mm -hmm. I can't believe I just did that yeah and what's it like like stepping out on that runway I I mean I I remember it but I also don't like Mm -hmm. there's moments I remember and moments I don't so the last show I ever did was 2018 and I opened it and I don't remember anything (laughs) I honestly because I opened the entire Victoria I was so not ready Mm -hmm. I was 22 I was not prepared emotionally at all to take that on Mm -hmm. I had I don't open shows you know I didn't open fashion shows let alone the Victoria's Secret fashion show. I was like, oh, no, here we go. Uh-oh. So then I was, like, watching, you know, openings on YouTube, like an idiot, which oh I shouldn't God. have done. <laughs> bad idea, bad uh, idea. And I was like, I can't be like, I can't do that. I can't do this. Oh my God, I can't do this. I was, like, watching Candace open the Victoria's Secret fashion show, and I was like, I'm never going to be like her. Did anyone give you advice beforehand? Did you, I mean, like, ask anyone, like... No, I didn't. I just kind of... I just kind of did it. I think that's probably best. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just didn't want... I didn't want to get in my head too much. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I was already in my head, you know? So imagine if I had asked people, I would have been, like, uh, way worse. <laughs> but I just remember being so nervous. And I, I honestly don't remember anything or what I was doing. I don't even remember the music. I don't remember who performed. I don't. <laughs> oh my God. I honestly don't even really remember what I was wearing. Only because I saw pictures of it. I was like, Oh, that's what I wore. <laughs> it's just so. I remember what you were wearing. I was just so stressed out. Before we move on from Victoria's Secret, is there a show that really stands out to you? Like a year, an outfit, one that you will just remember forever. Yes, the one I remember, I will remember forever, was the 2015. VS Fashion Show because that was my second year doing it and I opened the pink segment in like an American flag outfit and I was you know I'm an all-American girl mm-hmm. and Selena Gomez was performing who I am obsessed with and I love Selena Gomez so much and the guy that does her makeup like does has done my makeup and he was talking to her like the model that's opening the show loves you so much she wants to say <laughs> hi to you and so then she came out Selena came up to me and she was like are you Taylor and I was like I am Taylor oh, she was like Hug told gosh. me to say hi to you and I was like 
on the, I was like, I can't cry because I just want to make her done, but I love you so much. And then she was like, want to do this whole thing where she like walked out with me at the end, holding my hand. And I was like, oh, shaking. I'm like, oh my God, Selena Gomez. Oh my God. Like I was freaking out. Oh, so crazy. obviously she's like God to me because I'm a 19 year old. And I was just like, I love you more than anything. You're my favorite person. And she was so nice to me. And then anytime I've seen her after that, she was just like, oh my gosh hi taylor like how's your family and i was like you remember me (laughs) she's the nicest that's (laughs) a special moment so in your industry you meet a lot of stars now that you've met so many do you still get starstruck oh yeah i definitely get starstruck still i mean sometimes when i just like see anyone who's famous i'm like oh my god like they're from that one movie and i'm like oh oh." i see like a youtuber and i'm like oh Oh my god (laughs) natalie literally was at a cafe by our apartment and she texted me she's like guess who's here who i just saw i was like oh my god who i was imagining i don't know brad pitt someone and she's like james charles I, and i me i'm like Aww. i love youtube i was like oh my god no way did you take a picture and she's like no we locked eyes for a second and he knew that i knew who he was and he turned away and was just like oh no probably annoyed because i was and I thought, don't look, because you're cooler than and that. And I love it. That's Aww. the new celebrity YouTubers were like, oh, my God. Do you know who I saw the other day? James Charles. <laughs> no, but I can't even imagine being in your industry and meeting all these people. Oh, and, yeah. And well, having speaking of Brad cool, Pitt, I witnessed Brad Pitt, you guys. <laughs> don't brag. Don't I brag. I physically touched Brad Pitt. Oh, I would die. Just so hmm. you know. I've, look who's flexing. I've, I've touched Brad Pitt. Okay, how do you touch him on it? By brushing past or by... No, uh, so what happened <laughs> Where was... Where did you touch? <laughs> <laughs> just his shoulder, unfortunately. Uh, just, uh, just the tip. Not, not, <laughs> brush his hair behind his ear. <laughs> I brush wish. his cheek. I wish. No, unfortunately. Now, I'm obsessed with Jason Momoa. Also love him so oh, much. are you saying and you i remember i haven't but i have seen oh. him from afar and at you a, saw him at in a person sh- at a tom ford yes i've seen him and he was like taller. and i was too nervous to go mm. <laughs> he but was wow. like you said he was taller and like he's <sighs> very handsome uh he's hmm. very handsome and he was in like a full tom ford get up and i was like oh my god i'm because number one tom ford clothes on males are just like so oh, is, yeah. is that who you were most starstruck by? Like, yeah, who is the most? You were just like, I cannot believe I am here with you. Like, who is that? Number one for me is Rihanna. Oh, because good one. I, I, I just can't even believe that she knows my name. Ooh. That I've been in the same room as her multiple times. Because I walk her show, or I used to when she had a fashion show for Fenty Puma, and she booked me to be a model in the show, and I go into the fitting, and she's in the fitting Uh. room. Oh, my God. She's very involved in everything she does. It's actually amazing. And I go, and I have my fitting, and she was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. She kept, like, commenting on my ass. And I was like, what (laughs) ass? I'm so skinny. What 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 are are you talking about? (laughs) And I was just, like, blown away by her presence. I couldn't even say anything. I was like, she doesn't even... She's going to think I'm crazy because I can't even, like, speak. And then I just remember I was at Coachella, like, a, a year or two after I had walked in her show. And she was like, Taylor. Like, she yelled my name. And I was like, oh, my God. You know me don't look don't look and she was like and then i remember one night she like showed me a photo of 
of myself like from French Vogue that like Merton Marcus shot and she was like this is my favorite photo of you of all time and I was like oh my god you have a favorite photo of me oh. like do you, I was like you <laughs> I, I was literally blown I could not believe it but she was like one of my favorite people just even before I met her I was obsessed with her because all of her music and everything I just I always loved her like there was just something about her where mm. I was just like enticed intrigued by everything the way she moves the way she speaks just everything she's just so cool to me and and then I met her and then it was the obsession was even more and I was like I'm I am in love with you I am literally in love with you like I love I can't even speak when I'm around I'm just like a drooling like oh my god and you know what's so funny Taylor's met some of the like super high profile celebrities and like the coolest people but I remember when we were traveling together and she was working in New York the most starstruck I've been on your behalf is I don't know if you ever watched did you watch Laguna Beach in the Hills no <sighs> Natalie I mean a little well bit. Taylor walked the Lauren Conrad fashion oh, I show know Lauren Conrad and when I did yes I don't know if you remember <laughs> this but I I took you to this casting in New York it was like her first or second time at fashion week and Taylor got the show and she came back and she told me yeah she put my shoes on and touched my head and I was just like <gasps> so and I'm so I basic honest- that I'm freaking out about Lauren Conrad and she's talking about Rihanna and all I can think is yeah remember that time you met Lauren Conrad yo I'm sitting <laughs> over here like she just she just saw Jason Momoa across the way and I- <laughs> <laughs> no big deal but like I've also touched Brad Pitt our- you guys so I don't know like, okay I would never oh, wash my-, my arm again <laughs> but so when was the very first time that you were recognized that's a good oh, question. God, I don't even remember. And what do you do when you're recognized? I mean, hi? I I don't know. You just say hi. Like, I mean, I don't really remember the first time it happened, but when it happens, I love it because usually it's like some young girl that's like, I love you. And I'm like, you do? <laughs> oh my God, thank you. I don't know. I just think it's so fun because when like, like you know, young girls come up to me and they're like, I love you so much and, and you're so beautiful. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I think that's great because I feel like that's a so lot cute. of people would maybe see you on the street and be scared like, oh, I don't want to bother her. Like, I really love her. I want to I wanna say hi, but I don't know if she wants me to. So you do like it because I know a lot of people are like, ugh, don't bother me. But it's so cute to Mm -hmm. me because I was a teenager once. You know what I mean? And I was a teenager in this industry, Mm -hmm. like constantly intimidated by people who were more famous than me. So if I meet someone and and they're rude to me, I'm like, oh, God, like, that's awful. So all I've thought, like, since I was 16 years old is... I never want to make a young 16-year-old girl feel like that. Right. You know, so I always want to be, like, really nice to everyone because that makes people's day because I've had my day made, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's amazing, like, how much an interaction with someone you admire makes on your life. Oh, yeah. You know? It inspires people. And, And I love that young girls look up to me or, I don't know, want to tell me they love me and I'm like I love you too so for me it's like super exciting because I was always that like weird unsure kid so to have like girls that are like you inspired me to love myself or something because you know my story is I was like I wasn't popular I'm a weirdo Mm -hmm. you can do anything so if there's anyone out there that 
that feels like that and relates to my story and wants to say hi then to me it's just it's an honor because mm-hmm. I'm like oh, I'm so happy that that you feel that way yeah like it's Aww. a it's a big fam Okay, guys, we're going to end the episode there. We talked for another 50 minutes, so we will be releasing part two next week. In part two, we talked to her about body positivity in the fashion world and how it has affected her mental health and her relationship with her body. So stay tuned for that one. It's going to be a good episode. Meanwhile, you can follow us at The Undecided Podcast and subscribe so you can be notified when we drop new episodes. Please leave us a five-star review if you are enjoying our podcast, and we would love to hear your feedback. And we'll see you next week.